Here's what you get on today's episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. This is a really good rule of thumb for anybody who's doing doing marketing. You're better off putting something to market when it's 80% done versus waiting for that perfection. So that's kind of a good rule of thumb. People have that perfectionist things. And of course, before we started, we were joking about technology. Or unfortunately for us in real life, this is these software companies do this, and this is why every software has bugs, even, even if they're backed by billions of dollars. The adventure of entrepreneurship and building a life and business you love, preferably at the same time, is not for the faint of heart. That's why Heather Pierce Campbell is bringing you a dose of guts, grit, and great business stories that will inspire and motivate you to create what you want in your business and life. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast, where endurance is required. Now here's your host, the legal website warrior, Heather Pierce Campbell. All righty. Welcome. I am Heather Pierce Campbell, the legal website warrior. I'm an attorney and legal coach based here in Seattle, Washington, serving online information entrepreneurs throughout the U.S. and the world. Welcome to another episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. I am super excited to welcome our guest today, Ron Reich. Welcome, Ron. Hello. So glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Ron and I connected, gosh, a little bit ago now. We have a mutual friend, um, Jay Facet, in common. and. Mm-hmm. We, I reached out and we had an initial conversation and I thought, you know, we need to get Ron on the podcast and he's got a lot going on in the background of his life. So <laughs> Ron, we'll let you share on that, but I'm thrilled that you're here with us today. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me once again. And yeah, I just remember we had our initial kind of, yeah, the, the Jay Facet con- connection. Yeah. Jay's an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we had our little, our initial, whatever you want to call it, like initial Zoom chat, getting to know you type chat. And I have a lot of those types of chat with people. And I know you do as well. I think most people listen to this or many of them do also. Mm-hmm. And they don't always have like a strong, like chemistry, a strong vibe. But I really felt like after we were talking, we just had like a really good energy there. And just, I was, I'm really excited that we're continuing the conversation here uh, on the podcast. Excellent. Well, I love that. I feel the same way. I, I love connecting with folks. I love hearing their stories. I love connecting people in my network to each other that I think could make magic or just at least need to know each other. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm always so thrilled when I discover somebody new and we're able to connect in this way. And, um, you know, in your instance, I know you've got a lot of information and experience that will benefit our listeners. And so I'm super excited to dig in with you. For those of you that don't know Ron, Ron Reich is a sought-after marketing strategist and consultant, a former lawyer, and I, I love this piece, Ron. I think you mm-hmm. are maybe lawyer number three to come on oh, to the podcast. I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> well, of the other two, one is not also a non-practicing lawyer. I joke that you guys are smarter than the rest of us <laughs> and you got out of it. Um, one is still a lawyer, but he is really in like the um the uh patent space so quite gotcha. quite different mm-hmm. than what I do but also very complimentary um so yeah I'm always thrilled to talk with a, another lawyer but so Ron was a former lawyer has been selling online for over 10 years after launching over 50 of his own products in a variety of niches 
He later became the secret weapon behind many of the biggest names in the industry, including Hay House Publishing, Todd Herman, Selena Sue, Denise Duffield Thomas, and Ryan Levesque. His current focus is in helping emerging experts scale from six to seven figures through his proprietary genius profit system or GPS framework. Ron, welcome. Thank you once again. Excited to dive into everything. Yeah, absolutely. So um, talk to us. I would love to know a bit about your roots, how you got started in marketing and consulting. I know that that's not always a straight line. And so I'd love to hear <laughs> about some of your early experience. Yeah, never a straight line like nothing <laughs> is. What's the... like? Um, Steve Jobs has that famous quote that you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm. I would say I'm an accidental consultant, but kind of that in the sense <laughs> that I'll give you the really, the relatively quick version of the story is that I was, uh, I was in law school mm-hmm. and I decided to maybe, 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 maybe not you relate to this. The reason why I went to law school in the first place was because I, I honestly, I would, I was afraid to get a job after graduating college or like when it was like, I remember it was like my, my, the summer of my junior year of college. And I was like working in, in this warehouse. It's like this kind of dumb summer warehouse job packing up boxes. And I was like, you know, work sucks. Like this is not that cool. I did not want to be working for the rest of my life. How can I could stretch out this? the school thing. I'm kind of cool, like studying, but I was like, well, you know, there's like, I, there's some lawyers in my family. One of my friends was, is going to law school. Hey, I'll just, I'll just go to law school. Anyways, long story short, I kind of was never like really all in on becoming a lawyer. And then I actually, in my third year of law school, I actually discovered kind of this whole idea of information marketing. It wasn't really called online marketing at the time, but it was called information marketing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. And then I found out about this guy named Dan Kennedy, who's essentially kind of like the godfather of the information marketing industry. Um, and then I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. And then I yeah, flash forward a couple of years, uh, or I guess about a year later. And in, in California, when you, I think it has one of the longest lag times for getting bar results. So in California, you take the bar exam in July. It's, it's twice a year. It's like February and July. I took it in July and you don't get your results until November. So you have to wait like four months. Mm. And it was essentially during that four months. That's when I essentially started officially my first information marketing project. And at the time, the experts, people like Dan Kennedy were saying, you should teach things that you know about. And so I was like, okay, well, I know a lot. By now, I know a lot about law school and taking the bar exam. So my first ever product was how to uh, how to pass the bar exam. Uh, actually, it was actually <laughs> it was actually a how to be productive in law school product, like a study guide for law students. And then I launched a um, how to pass the bar exam type project. And then I essentially did that on the side. And then I did get my first lawyer job after getting my bar results in, in November. And essentially during when I was working as a lawyer, from day one when I started working as a lawyer, I already had my internet marketing, my information marketing projects. And so I always kind of had kind of one foot out the door there, if you know what I mean. And then, yeah, <laughs> long story short, I, I worked two years as a full-time lawyer. Then I essentially moonlighted at nighttime and doing all the things to get my internet marketing, information marketing business off the ground. And about essentially it was about, about two years later, I was actually in a good enough position where I was making almost enough money. That actually wasn't quite really enough. I had about 
I'll just give you the actual numbers. I had about $25,000 saved up for my lawyer job. And I was consistently making at that time about $3,000 a month from my, from my business. And I was like, oh, you know what? For a variety of reasons, which I won't get into, I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a time for me just to tear the bandaid off and, and quit my lawyer job. And that's when I decided to become a full-time marketer, full-time information marketer. Yeah. Then essentially fast forward, I ended up working a few different niches how to pass the bar exam and the law school, that market, it wasn't quite big enough. It wasn't really the best market for me. I didn't really make a ton of money from that. Then I later on got into like the dating and relationship space, selling programs in that niche. Then I actually did some things in the dog training space. So these are to be kind of lower end information marketing products. And then when I was doing that, I ended up hiring this guy, Ryan Levesque, to coach me. This was back in 2012. And then long story short, uh, he coached me for a couple of years and then he started to really blow up. He put out this best selling book called Ask. This was in late 2014, early 2015. And then I really knew his stuff really well. So he invited me to work in his business. I eventually became his marketing director. And then that is what kind of got me into the more online education space, helping entrepreneurs grow their business. I essentially spent two years working as his marketing director, like behind the scenes. And then it was a, it was about a little oh wow wow time flies almost six years ago early 2017 that's when I ended my engagement with Ryan we're still you know we're still good friends all, all was cool and that's when I really branched out on my own and really started coaching and consulting entrepreneurs on how to grow their business the thing that's interesting is that one of the this is kind of the whole connecting the dots looking backward type things <laughs> is that the reason why I honestly started working with Ryan as his uh, marketing director on. Honestly, if I'm being told the candidate here is that because I kind of needed the money at the, at the time because I didn't, because my, my other businesses, primarily my dog training business uh, at the time, it wasn't doing really, really well. So I was like, oh, I was in a little bit of, a, I was really kind of using credit cards to grow that business. I got in kind of a cash flow crunch. And then that ultimately is what, um, then I ended up working with Ryan and then I ended up doing what I'm doing now. And I'm really happy doing what I'm doing now as, a very well-known and awesome coach consultant uh, in the in the um, online marketing space. I have all sorts of grand visions of making a, a billion dollars with my dog training business. So had that business really, <laughs> really took off, I would, I do not think I would be doing what I am today, if, if that makes sense. Totally. Well, your story is such a great example of the twists and turns that lead to, you know, where so many of us land, which looks quite a bit different than where we started. And absolutely. Yeah. A couple things that stand out in particular about your journey is one, like most people who put in the time to go to law school and like the, you know, the commitment and the hassle that it takes to actually pass the bar exam it's fascinating to me that you were able to pull the plug on that so mm -hmm. early, right? Mm -hmm. And walk away. And good for you. I think so many people uh, choose a career and get started and kind of get sucked in feeling like, well, you know, I invested, like, especially when you look at what it takes to even get a legal education mm -hmm. these days, right? That's a big investment. What was it um, was it just the realization? I know you mentioned thinking like, oh, this really isn't for me. How, how apparent did that have to become for you to be willing to walk away? And do you think you could have done that without developing the side gig that you had going on? 
Yeah, it's kind of interesting because to be two couple things are true. So my third year of law school, I was really into a couple of things I'll just kind of talk about. My third year of law school, I was actually really into the that's when I was I got really into Dan Kennedy. I was listening to his stuff all the time. I was really learning a lot about online marketing, information marketing, as it was called once again. And, and I'm so, I kinda, so I'm I'm so curious, even on that point, the Dan Kennedy stuff, I've got my own Dan Kennedy story, but oh, cool. um, I want to hear yours first. How did you come across his stuff? How did you get introduced <laughs> to Dan Kennedy? Um, I will actually, um, <laughs> I've never actually told this story on a, a podcast. We might, I might ask you to edit this out later, but I'll tell you the story. <laughs> okay. Back when I was, uh, this was when I was in, since when I was in college, when I was in, when I was in high school, I was, um, no, in, in college, I was not very good with women, um, at, at the time. And then I found out about this guy by the name of Ross Jeffries, who is kind of like, kind of the godfather of the, let's just say generally the dating in relationship, uh, mm-hmm. business uh, or mm-hmm. that, that industry essentially. Yep. And he, and I kind of got into his world, like consumed, uh, honestly, you know, quite a few of his, his products. I got into his world. And then in one of his newsletters, he mentioned, Oh, Dan Kennedy, if you want to learn how to make money, Dan Kennedy is the guy you should check out. And then right after I read that, um, this was when I was, I'm sure this was when I was in college. So this yeah. would have been like my junior year of college. I went down to the library and checked out this book by this guy named Dan Kennedy. And it was pretty cool because he had this very like contrarian, attitude yeah. i was like oh this guy is cool and then i kind of that kind of planted the seed where i was like okay in the future when i want to learn how to make money dan kennedy that's the guy who i'm going to learn from and then mm-hmm. my time when i was like oh i want to learn how to make money that was kind of what ended like that I, I i started at least learning about that really exploring that when i was in law school so that's exactly how i heard about uh dan, dan kennedy and <laughs> then um where i was going with this was that so at the time, so yeah, so what I was saying is that but I did have this vision, like my, I, of like, okay, I'm going to be at the time, essentially, I had a few different visions where I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'll work as a lawyer for a couple of years. Maybe I'll, I'll do like estate planning and then I'm going to build up my estate planning practice and then I'll teach people how to market their estate planning practices. That was kind of mm. like the, that's kind of like the model that, that, that was kind of happening in the Dan Kennedy world type thing. Like people would like, they would build, their like restaurant business or they would build their chiropractic practice then they would essentially start teaching developing information on how to do this I, that was kind of one vision that i had another idea that i had which is is like well if i want to be a really good business person i i should learn how to litigate i want to, i should be a litigator because mm. that's where i'll learn how to like negotiate and be a badass and be aggressive and things like that which is so i kind of had this image in my head which is kind of in in hindsight this is like I kind of like got not, I wouldn't say sucked in, but I kind of just told this story that being a litigator was the cool thing to be. Like, that's what I should aspire <laughs> to. And so then I was, then I ended up like applying for litigation jobs. I did sit up civil litigation and it turns out for a variety of reasons, maybe you can tell by this, by just our conversation is that I'm not a very confrontational person. I was not designed to be a litigator. So <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things where like for me, giving up my litigation job, was not that difficult at all. You know what I mean? And I kind of did like, I always kind of, again, I always had this again from day one, when I started my law practice or when not, I didn't, I worked for, for, for when I started working as a lawyer, 
I I was working. I had a quitting that job really from day one and 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 having a successful online business. So it really wasn't that difficult for me to from like from that investment from that like sunk cost in quotes mm-hmm. aspect. I didn't really have that. It was just more the fear of like, oh man, I'm like kind of you know what is it? They're jumping out of a plane without a parachute or, or whatever yeah. or, or whatever you want to whatever metaphor you want to use. Yeah. Well, it it is fascinating to me how people like where ideas come from, right? And like along your journey, you were implementing some of these very early, right? I don't think a lot of people are that fast at implementing. Does that feel <laughs> true to you? Yeah, it's um I would say that that was um that's always been one of my strengths to to be honest is just mm-hmm. being a is just being a super implementer for sure and kind of just doing whatever like you know you know read you know of course i'm i think i'm in the top percentile i'm I'm definitely not perfect but i'm de- better than better than most mm-hmm. i would say and yeah so that that obviously that, that served me uh quite well one of the actually things along those things i learned i went to a an actual dan kennedy seminar mm-hmm. in uh this was in 2006 so this is actually i remember this is the first ever like a live event I ever went to, uh, this was November, 2006. So this is when I was essentially, I think this was, this was actually, I actually remember I got my bar results on November 17th, 2006. Uh, so wow, how about that? Almost exactly. This is 2003. Wow. So no, there 2006. So almost exactly however many years ago that was. But anyways, I think I went to that Dan Kennedy event that was early November. So this was essentially right before I got my bar results. But anyways, at that seminar, one of the big things I learned was that. I remember Bill Glazer, Dan Kennedy's partner at the time, he said, uh, you know, good is good enough. You don't be a perfectionist, just like dip things out and mm. you're better off just dipping things out without them being finished. And I just, I just took up the heart. I was like, okay, cool. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. You know, overall that served, served me, uh, served me quite well. And I know a lot of people, they just spend way too much time, you know, plan, <laughs> planning and getting ready and getting, getting ready. Uh, yes. and I've had that, I've done that in other contexts. Yeah. I never really had it big barriers when it comes to implementing once I kind of knew what I was, what I had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's pause for a moment and hear from today's sponsor. Are you an entrepreneur who is on track to make a million or more in revenue this year in your business? So your business is likely facing a host of legal issues that are ripe for support. Many of my clients at this level You are likely tired of taking unnecessary risks and a DIY approach to legal support in your business. You're ready to tackle the mess of legal documents, fix legal gaps that you have. You want to take care of your IP, your clients, your business, necessary conflict and risk in the process. If this is you and beyond just being an entrepreneur, you are a catalyst and are committed to your mission and your impact in the world, I invite you to get in touch. You could be a fit for my Catalyst Club, a small business legal support program that I designed for my high-level clients just like you. You can find out more at legalwebsitewarrior.com. Just click on the Work With Me tab to learn more about the Catalyst Club and other ways that I support my clients a fabulous group of world-changing entrepreneurs, I might add. 
You've done the initial legwork in your business and now you want to soar. And you know that you can only go as high and as far as your legal foundation lets you go. So get in touch today. Hop over to LegalWebsiteWarrior.com. Click on the Work With Me tab. And if you have any questions, get in touch through the contact link on my site. I look forward to connecting. It would be a joy to support you on your path. Well, it, I think it is really easy, particularly in the space that you're in and that you coach in. It's really easy for people to get stuck around the, the learning piece and then continuing the learning and then learning more and then learning the next day, like before they ever yeah. go do, right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I find it fascinating that you, first of all, were drawn to law school, which that, that is a particular kind of personality for the most part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people, I think, tend to be more, more perfectionist, kind mm-hmm. of cautious types, not yeah, yeah. always, but I think there's definitely a core group, you know, that are in the legal world that are that way. Yeah, and it I would sounds say, like yeah. you really right. buck the trend, like being able to have <laughs> that part of your personality and have this other part that allowed you to move quickly and implement, you know, and, and really embrace the good is good enough. That I think is a phenomenal piece of advice for entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of attorneys would struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting you say that. Yeah. One of another just piece of advice that I would give people that I think will really be helpful for those listening to this is I really can't remember exactly where I heard this to get credit for, but I think it was in the context of somebody or I was reading an article about how they develop software, how they build software mm-hmm. companies. And the idea is that you're, when it comes to software, you only want to smart companies will ship their software to market when it's about 80% completion. Mm. This is a really good rule of thumb for anybody who's doing, doing marketing. You're better off putting something to market when it's 80% done versus waiting for that perfection. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a good rule of thumb. People have that perfectionist things. And of course, before we started, we were joking about technology or unfortunately <laughs> for us in real life this these software companies do this and this is why every software has bugs even even if they're backed by billions of dollars so right um, but yeah it is a thing for for for, for sure but on, on the other hand those are the most valuable companies in yeah. the world or at least among the most valuable companies in the world but one thing i'll just um it's kind of interesting that you say that because i actually um I'm overall a really conservative person. Like if you take any of the um, personality tests, the one I like a lot is the Colby test. Are you, are you familiar yep. with that one? I am familiar like, with the Colby. Oh, okay. well, do you know what your, your Colby score is? Yeah, I can pull it up here. I don't have it memorized. I'm not like, I had somebody on here who's like a Colby robot. You could just uh, okay, like... Yeah. I used to, yeah, I don't want to spend time with this, but I'm actually <laughs> no. good at predicting people. I'm good at people. One of my superpowers is predicting people's Colby scores. I actually won't do it with you, but I will predict... <laughs> And since you're a lawyer, you're probably yours is probably pretty similar to mine. Mine's a I'm a seven eight four two. And it, uh, anyways, what that means is that the four the the third one is quick yeah. start, and that's essentially how you for those who are not familiar with, with Colby, that's kind of like how good you deal with like risk and uncertainty and how much of an innovator you are. You are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs are are like nines tens on on on, on Colby on quick start. On, yes. on quick start. And the the fact finder that's the first one that's like how much research you do like before you do a project so a lot of entrepreneurs are like really low on fact finder but they'll be really high on quick start like that's kind of a a really common thing well you're tremendously high on follow-through a seven eight this is this is what from the outside looks like implementer even though you're low on implementer you're good at follow-through yeah the names are the the names 
especially the, the name implementer, it doesn't really um, uh, match match what it is because implementer yes. is more about like how much you like are hands on and how much you can yeah, like be the, the final vision. So someone who's like a like my brother's a he's a store he does ceramics like an artist would be high on implementer for example. Yes. Um, yeah. And a follow through is kind of like how much you follow a specific system. So I'm like very so I am like the lawyer part of me actually is very like method you know very methodical yes. really into research really into like doing my homework and then kind of following the system yeah um but so again i guess that's like uh but i had enough, i guess enough of that enough of that quick start to just kind of you know <laughs> no least, i love that you know, yeah summers, so you know. yeah we are the same on fact finder so i'm a seven fact finder my follow-through is much lower you're an eight i'm a three on follow-through so oh, i'm much better at leading teams and putting the plan in place and also mm-hmm. delegating, right? Mm-hmm. And then gotcha. my quick start, I'm high quick start. So okay, I'm six gotcha. on quick start. Okay, gotcha. And then three on implementer. Yeah, I would imagine. So, okay, cool. So we're, we're kind of flipped on, on the, on the, the quick follow start through and, and, the, and the quick through. start. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but it is super fun. Like I love it when, you know, you learn some things about yourself and then get to observe about like how it actually shows up in your life, okay. right? And I will pat myself on the back. I was 50% right. I got you on fact finder and on implementer. So right? I know. Well, it has been fun actually to learn a bit about the Colby. I have several current connections that are all about it and it's actually helped me learn quite a bit. Um, but your advice is, I think, really, really important for people. And the fact that you are so high on follow through means that you've actually had years of experience doing the things that other people often think about or try to start, <laughs> right? Yeah, and sure. often don't like walk through to completion. And what better way to be able to teach people than through the lens of experience? Um, I, you know, the, the really quick on the Dan Kennedy, and then I want, I want to move mm-hmm. on to some of your current stuff, but early on in my journey, when I was setting about to actually create my second business, which was going to be and is a virtual, you know, online business, that's the legal mm-hmm. website warrior. I got exposed to first Laurel Langmire and ended oh, up yeah. inside of, uh-huh. yep, one of her coaching groups. And she put together kind of this high end kind of mastermindy type of group. Mm-hmm. And we all paid in advance, but to go meet with Dan Kennedy, okay. like in a small group format and get some coaching. And so, mm-hmm. I, um, the story around that was that like, you know, it was an investment for me at the time. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, I, you know, this is like, I've got to figure this out. I Mm -hmm. need this piece in order to do well in an online business. And I had gone through IVF right Mm -hmm. beforehand and had almost died. They, when Mm -hmm. they did the procedure, they nicked an artery or something, sent me home bleeding out into my abdomen. And Mm -hmm. I lost like half of my blood into my abdominal cavity. And this was two weeks before I was scheduled to fly out and see Dan Kennedy, right? Columbus, Ohio. And oh, so you went to like, did you go to his house? Where did you, where exactly? Lo- no, like a conference center really close oh, to his okay, house, got it, got right? It, so it. we just had like one of the meeting rooms in got the it, got hotel. It, uh-huh. Yeah. And so, um, but I was so gosh darn determined over Mm -hmm. that thing i was like i was not supposed to travel i was not supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing anything for like a month like i looked Mm -hmm. pale as a ghost you know Mm -hmm. but i was like heck no i've paid for this thing i am going (laughs) i got myself on a plane it was actually a red eye arrived at like 6 a.m and the conference started at eight and then Mm -hmm. i had like you know like two or three days of dan kennedy 
Anyways, I always laugh. Like I'm always so curious, you know, people's, especially the ones that really connect with the, you know, what he says and who really have studied him. Um, so much to learn there. And particularly oh, yeah. if you're in the online yeah. world and have to oh, basically yeah, sure. be marketing in everything that you do. Right. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest, he's one of the outside of, honestly, outside of my, my parents and my immediate family, he's one of the top two people that have, that have influenced me in my life more than anybody else for a variety of reasons. So yeah, I'm a total, uh, you know, wow. he's definitely one of my, you know, big, uh, you know, big role models who I've learned, uh, who I've learned a ton from. And, uh, one, um, one actually interesting thing as I love your story about, (laughs) you know, being determined to get at the event that, that, (laughs) that, that does say a lot. The other thing, I know just a couple of other fun notes is that, uh, I don't exactly have anything that dramatic, but I will tell you that 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 one event that I went to my first Dan Kennedy, Mm -hmm. that was really, that's one of the most transformational event events that I went to mainly because I learned a lot at the event, but I ended up purchasing a program that actually ended up being the seed of my first actual successful information product. And the Mm. other thing was that's actually where I met my, the guy who became my first coach, this guy named Dave Ah. D who was, uh, who I ended up joining his mastermind. That's, and and that actually was a big catalyst for me to quit my job. But anyways, um, that was a transformational event. And I actually did go to the, the, I didn't have to put that entire event on a credit card because I did not have the money at the time, (laughs) which I think it was, it ended up being like maybe two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred dollars. That was a lot of money for me back. Um, right back in two thousand and six, uh, when you yeah, just graduated when law school, yeah, when with I didn't have all a job. this debt. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So yeah, and then you, yeah, so that that was kind of interesting. Another thing I want to share with you is that. So I have a one of my friends, um, this gal uh, Leanne. She's uh, really awesome. She used to work with Laura Langmeyer, and oh. she actually, when she was like, a, she was like helping Laura out with some some marketing type things. Well, I was going to say Leanne's name sounds familiar. I feel like I, uh, uh, Leanne, Leanne Kalal, maybe you know her. Yeah. Um, so our friend Leanne, so she actually went to a VIP day with Laura, Laurel, or Lauren, Laurel, sorry, Laurel. Mm-hmm. And she actually went to Dan Kennedy's house. And she told me the story about kind of like being that. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, so jealous. I think my dream come true to like do it. Cause Dan has a whole structure for how he does his VIP days and all this like cool stuff. But, and right. it's like, it's just like his house, but it's like, if you're like, if you're like a myself, like a Dan Kennedy fanboy, yes. super nerd, this is like going to like the bat cave or whatever the the metaphor is, you know. Right. So, I know getting to see like his old cars and yeah, talk exactly, about the horse yeah. races. And, totally, I know. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and then so another funny. uh and just to to nerd I guess just to nerd out on this a little bit. In some of his other programs where he talks about like positioning and how he works with a client. He'll, he'll tell stories about like how he does the, how he does these VIP days and how he'll like do things like he'll, he'll purposely leave around like uncashed checks, you know, just to like show how much money he has and stuff like that. And it's all very like staged and things like that. He also has like, apparently he has like this room um that has all his swipe files in into it like in it mm. and so it's like when people meet dan they like they are i don't i don't know exactly where he does the meeting but he does it like in whatever let's say it's his office or his living or, or whatever and every every so often he'll like he'll he'll leave and i'm gonna go i'm gonna get something from my from my swipe 
pile and, and it's in like this other room and, like nobody's allowed in that room so it's like <laughs> this is like you know what i mean it's just the like secret uh, archive. this is like yes this is yeah. like where noah's ark is uh you know the, 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 the ten commandments are, are hidden or, or whatnot you know so it's just really oh interesting how, how he goes about doing things Totally. Well, the thing that, you know, that I took away from not only hearing from Dan, but also um, hearing from people who had worked with him is, you know, how we get to create our businesses in a way that really works for us. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody does business like Dan Kennedy. And, <laughs> totally. You know, you go to his house for a VIP day and mm-hmm. you're meeting in his basement and you need to pack your own lunch, mm-hmm, you know, totally. mm-hmm. and you've probably just paid him $30,000 <laughs> or $50,000 or whatever, totally. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he he definitely has a set way of doing things. And, you know, your piece about him being very contrarian. Yeah. And right. there's to learn, to learn from that. And it's hard to implement, like even myself. Yeah. Like, I mean, many, th- I would love to do a lot of the things that he does, but I can't, or I have not yet been able to do that because it's like hard to do psychologically. But mm-hmm. the, one of the big lessons there is that, you know, authority and have a strong enough intention, people will go along with the program. You know what I mean? It's like, essentially, it's just our ability to ask for what we want and hold our, hold our ground essentially and, and, and have mm-hmm. our boundaries. It, that's the thing that d- defines whether or not we actually get. <laughs> Yeah, whether we get what we want. Shifting gears a little bit. And I love I love what you last said, like asking for what we want, having boundaries. I think that like belief in ourself, right, goes a long ways, mm-hmm. even in the way that we talk about our business, talk about our services, etc. I'd love to know a bit more shifting to current times. Um, you know, some of the biggest issues, first of all, you know, who do you support? Who do you work with? And what are the biggest issues that they face? Okay, great question. So yeah, I primarily work with most of my clients are female entrepreneurs. Most, almost all of them are coaches and expert types who are typically doing, they're doing at least six figures, typically multiple six figures, about averages about two to $300,000 a year. And I really help them grow to, from that to the seven figures and beyond using really a frameworks that kind of combine kind of launches with high ticket offers as well as evergreen marketing systems. It's kind of like I really help them get there from a, from a, from a marketing standpoint. As far as the biggest, um, you know, we were talking kind of about the implementation aspect of it. I mean, yeah. the biggest, the two biggest issues I see really, and I, and I really do believe if you were an expert with any kind of a high ticket offer, especially you don't have to, but it's, I would say it is ideal, especially if you're a true subject matter expert. In my estimation, getting from, you know, let's say $200,000 a year to a million dollars a year, that's a pretty straightforward, linear, simple process. It's, there's a pretty standard formula for doing it. Now it's simple, but not easy. You, you actually have to do the work. So a couple of the issues that I see are that like people come to me because they don't have a good strategy for getting to that next mm-hmm. level. They're just like, oh, I, yeah. I don't know what to do next. So that's like, that's music to my ears because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what to do. I am, a, I am a strategist, right? So one issue that people who typically are not in my programs deal with is that they don't know what the strat, what the proper strategy is to get to, to seven figures is. And then really the other, um, it's really, it's honestly kind of basic in the sense that the other issue that people have, um, when it comes to just getting to that next level is the biggest mistakes I see is just a lack of focus, that kind of lack of mm. focus, 
not keeping your eye on the prize. And related to that is like a lack of consistency and really just not implementing. It's really just not doing the work. I mean, a lot of entrepreneur types, uh, they do have, you know, kind of shiny object syndrome where in mm. quotes, where it's easy to get distracted. So it's like, if you can just, if you just stay focused on doing a few simple things consistently over an extended period of time, doing the things that work, it's going to be very difficult for you not to get to, um, not to get to, to seven figures. I mean, the, the, the big issue I see really is that people just, you know, everybody, um, they're just looking for the, they get bored, for example, mm. or maybe they're just looking for the secret. You know, they, we, there's a lot of people, especially in the coaching and online marketing space that are selling them really cool, sexy things. That's going to be well, their that, fast, their fast yes. track. So it's hard to have that discipline to be like, Oh, that sounds cool, but I'm going to continue with my boring plan, you know? Well, it's so important that you said that. I feel like so many people are continuing to look under rocks. That's how I think of it, <laughs> right? Mm. Is it under here? Is it under here? <laughs> right, right, right. Should, uh-huh. Is what I what I should be doing? Is it over here? You right. know, could be shiny object syndrome. But I also think it's that you know people either are not confident that they have the strategy or have mm-hmm. the answer, and so it's partly that. Um, you know, that need that a lot of expert based businesses have to continue to educate. And then you have so many experts in that space telling mm-hmm. them, here's what you need. Yeah, here's yeah. the solution. No, mm-hmm. here's the solution. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to hear. I know you said you have a standard formula and it's really doing a few simple things consistently. Are you able to expound a little bit on that? Yeah. So essentially, um, in uh, just being conscious of time here. So, yep. so let me say that, um, okay. So I'll, I'll go. And I'll you go, can choose I'll, one or two that are your favorite. Yeah. To and talk then, about. Yeah, I just, just want to see if I could, I could kind of process this. So essentially what I would say is that big picture, once you have an offer that works, once you have a, like, let's say a coaching program that you've sold, you know, let's say you've sold a few, then maybe you have a program that you've filled before, or you have like a one-on-one roster, like you filled up your one-on-one roster. So you're, you know, again, you're, you already have some proof of concept if you're doing, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Once you have that, the main thing you want to focus on to get the kind of, to get to that next level, uh, the half a million dollars plus, it's really just getting better at selling your existing offer. Mm. And so that means doing things like improving the actual marketing of your offer. It probably would include just spending more time, improving the frequency, just making that offer to more people and not just that offer, but or more invitations generally to maybe not have you get an offer, but to get on a call with you or to get, or to get, yeah. um, or to download your lead magnet, some kind of an invitation. And then the other thing that you want to do is you want to be looking at, because again, at this point, you have something that, that works. You want to be looking at, again, where are, where are your existing leads coming from? And essentially just do step one to getting more leads. Everybody wants more leads is where are your existing leads coming from? Do more of that. I know this mm-hmm. is really, really like rocket science, but this is actually the thing that works. So <laughs> well, for example, the, the, here's like, the thing that you saying this. You know, people, I think, really need to pause and think, think about what this means. What, what comes to mind for me is I just met with, um, our mutual friend that you introduced me to, James Tramco, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation on his podcast and then he came and visited mine. And he was talking about one of the things that he does is helping people peel away all this extra 
like for lack of a better term, just all this extra crap that they've mm-hmm. built yeah, into their sure. business that they shouldn't be doing. Right. And yeah, it sounds like you go about that, but in a, in a different way, like on the building front end, like, no, don't look over there. Don't do that thing. Like keep it simple, stay focused. And I just love the reminder that people often are already sitting on the thing that works. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Like, Here's like, so anyone, if you're listening to this, if you want to double, triple your income, I'll tell you how to do it in the next two to three minutes. So if you're a coach expert that's already doing, let's say between a hundred thousand and five hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm going to guess, and I am, and I have at least 80% accuracy on this. I'm going to guess that you get most of your clients from a combination of, but specifically referrals and speaking, whether that's speaking on other people's stages, doing workshops, going on podcasts, things along those lines. If you look at your stats, most likely you're going to find that what I'm saying is quite true. Thus, if you want to double your income, if all you did was spending your time just getting more referral partners or getting more um, getting more referrals from your existing good referral partners, doing things to systematize that, and or depending on you know whether it's speaking or referrals, and or, you know, speaking, like probably you listen to this, get a decent amount of your clients through speaking. Mm-hmm. What if you actually double the amount of speaking engagements, whether live, in person, or virtually, uh, that you do per year? Again, your income would double. You know, I don't, I've, I've not met you, but I promise <laughs> that for most people listening to this who are in that range, that that's essentially all they need to do to get to, um, to get to the next level. But again, there are people that are selling them like sexy funnels and agencies showing them how they're going to get 20 million Instagram followers and overnight and things like that. So, you know, for most people, that kind of shiny object syndrome, like doing another course, a lot of that is kind of a procrastination technique in a lot of ways where it's like, instead Mm. of doing the thing that's really going to help them, they're looking for that, that, like you said, looking under rocks in their own places. Yeah, totally. Well, it's, you know, when you speak about it in those terms, I think, I mean, it does a couple things. One, I think it begins to feel a lot more accessible to people, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Like, I think when people think that they don't have the answer or they don't know the path forward, you know, it perpetuates this problem of procrastinating or looking all these places. And then the other thing that it does is, um, I think it, it, for me, I feel a big sigh of relief around like, oh, you don't have to be all the places doing all the things, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Because I think a lot of that gets sold to people as well that are building these types of businesses. Mm-hmm, absolutely. For sure. Yes. One of my favorite books is the book Essentialism. And yeah, the big idea there is do less but better, which is yes. some of the best advice I've ever heard. Totally. I know. There we go. Do less, but better. Four words, right? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) So Ron, out of respect for your time, and it was so fun. First of all, a couple of things, super fun to geek out with you about Dan Kennedy Mm, and some of the early roots of, you know, getting into the online marketing space. I love the part of you that is really big on follow through and doing. I think more people need to hear from folks who are who really can share the wisdom that that is where the magic is at. Like, go do, keep Mm -hmm. doing, you know, stop looking under all the rocks. Um, And for folks that are thinking like, gosh, maybe I need 
run support. Maybe I need to check out his coaching programs. I know there's probably a variety of ways that you support your clients. Where do you like to send them to? Where are you online and where do you like to connect? Yeah, a great place to send people actually is to, is this actually just follow me on Facebook. I do a lot of, I post a lot of content on my personal Facebook profile. So hopefully you can put the, the link mm-hmm. in the totally. somewhere where yep. people are listening to this. Yep. And then for those of you who are, I actually have a special gift for your listeners, if you don't mind. Oh, awesome. Yeah, please share. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have, uh, so if you've gotten this far, if you've listened to this, we've been talking for, it looks like about you know 40 minutes or so. So if you've gotten this far, I'm going to reward you by giving you actually a free access to my $1,000 course, which is my how to make 50k in 50 day it's just, it's essentially my flagship program that goes quite deeper into a lot of the things we talked about today and much much more so if you send me a dm on facebook and just tell me that you're a friend of, of heather's i will give you free access to that course reward you for being a listener of heather, heather and of course for again listening to this podcast to the very end That's amazing. Ron, super generous of you. If you are listening now, pop over to the show notes. You can find those at legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. Find Ron's episode and be sure to click through, connect with him on Facebook, DM him, take advantage of that free course. That is amazing. Um, And I can attest to the fact that you do very well on Facebook. That's where I first came across your stuff uh, because I think Jay actually shared one of your posts and I resonated with whatever it was you were saying at the time, which is why I clicked through to connect. So I can attest, Mm -hmm. I know the Facebook algorithm works sometimes, (laughs) folks. (laughs) Um, Ron, so fun to connect with you today. What final words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners with today? All right. Thank you for asking. Now, the thing I'll actually tell you is... There's a really great book called The Trick by a guy named, I can't remember the name. It's like William something. Anyways, this guy spent like two years hanging out with a bunch of really, really rich people. Like, you know, people, billionaires, you know, deca millionaires, you know, these people worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And the book is called The Trick. He wanted to find out what their secrets are. He was this broke journalist. And then at the end of the book, he reveals the trick to becoming wealthy. And basically what he found out was that all these successful people's they were actually running in the wrong direction 99% of the time, but they were still running. And it just mm. took took them um, that one time to that 1% of being in the right direction. That was the catalyst for them becoming wealthy. So the trick really is to just stay running, stay moving. And of course, the faster you move, the faster you're going to find that 1% that's going to make all the difference. So that's what I would say is my big... Uh, thing I would leave people with is just stay moving the faster, the better. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's a super relatable concept. And again, I, the, where the dots connect for me in my mind is this coming from somebody who's really good at follow through, right? Follow through is the movement. It is the thing like that is how you stay in motion is doing the follow through. So I love that, Ron. Thanks for sharing that tip. So great to have you here today. And hopefully we can do one of these again sometime. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. And I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today on the Guts, Grit and Great Business Podcast. We hope that we've added a little fuel to your tank, some coffee to your cup and pep in your step to keep you moving forward in your own great adventures. 
For key takeaways, links to any resources mentioned in today's show and more, see the show notes, which can be found at legalwebsitewarrior.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please give us some stars and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so others will find us too. Keep up the great work you are doing in the world, and we'll see you next week.